This is the 77 WABC minicast. Oh, I'm going to do it from the King David Hotel by the pool. Uh, shit, are you aware that a guy named Menachem Begin, who ended up winning the Nobel Peace Prize, blew up? Blew up the King David Hotel? Are you, are you aware? Do you know that there were two different groups in Israel killing one another? One led by Rabin and one led by Menachem Begin. They were having almost like a civil war. Know your freaking history. Know that people change. Right, but also you're just as bad saying you should go to the to the territories. You, you know, go go to West Bank. Places. Well, you got to see. I mean, I know, but but that I would went, be- look. I went in 1998 to Gaza when it wasn't barricaded in, when it was run by the Palestinian Authority of Yasser Arafat. I felt uncomfortable in there with a red beret for a few hours. But now, when people are talking about Gaza, even though it's changed. I have a sense of what they're saying. I went, I saw, I spoke. In fact, some of the Palestinians, they're highly educated. They go to Rutgers, UCLA, they come up, they'll have a conversation with you in English. How come they know English? Oh, I went to Rutgers, I went to UCLA. And I'd say, well, what the hell are you doing back here? Well, this is where my family is I made Aliyah. Yeah, but but on the other hand, I mean, I love Sid, and I think that that it's great that he started. But, like, he thinks... He thinks that supporting Bibi Netanyahu is like supporting Donald Trump. Oh, oh, that guy's a Likud. I'm a Likudnik. I support. You know what? 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 I think he's going to find that if he does go and, and and visit there is that Bibi Netanyahu won't be there if he waits much longer. They're going to finish this war and then he's out on his butt because he's both because I think both sides of the aisle now agree that he was asleep at the switch. Now saying those things, one of the you can say things in a democracy. And that's what they are. They're they're a democracy over there. And you can be anti-BB right now, even in the midst of a war. We were 92% supporting Bush after 9-11. Yes. But then it settles down. You go back to your corners and things that you would never – one of the reasons, like people, oh, why are they releasing hostages? They're like, yeah, you could sit here in America and talk that crap. If you've been in Israel, you understand. You're not going to be prime minister if you don't move to release those hostages. There is a large portion of the population that wants you, Bibi, to do everything you can to get those hostages back. Because in their minds, we gave over a thousand Palestinian prisoners for one IDF soldier years ago. And now we're not going to trade for hostages. But I, we're the Americans. Well, How come is- we're not letting them? Hey, it's easy for you to be an armchair general in 100%. America and I mean, look, do that. And then it's a lot of short memories around. Remember, it was a Trump deal to release 5,000 Taliban prisoners, and we got nothing back for that. But, yeah, I mean, and, and it's the same way with the deal that we did with the, the Iranians to get, like, five people back. Yes, it is very easy to be an absolutist when you're in charge of nothing. You know, well, just, I've heard we didn't get any Americans back. Uh, most of the Americans are like dual citizens. You know, the citizenship in Israel, citizenship in America. Relax. We don't even know if they're alive. Let's begin the flow of the hostages. Let's try to get as many that are still alive. And remember, in order to get, you got to give. What do we go? The warriors, they'll be back yeah. shooting at the idea. But it's the same. And then there's of the. Of course. But, we know the, and, that. but there's the crew that's also, let's bomb China. Let's bomb Iran. Let's bomb. And then they're like, oh, I want to commend Donald Trump because he kept us out of these international engagements. Yet suddenly we want to bomb everyone. Oh, under Lindsey the sun. Graham, right. And uh, John Bolton, that's right. <laughs> replacing John McCain. And 
Joe Lieberman. They right. never knew a place that they didn't want to start right. a war in. And Chang and Dershowitz and these guys who like everyone should just get bombed. Let's just bomb the Iranians. But I, I, I just, you know, having been a young person, I was exposed to communism. I was exposed to socialism. I was exposed to anarchy. I was exposed to far-right ideology. Relax. This is something that young people go through. It doesn't mean that's the way they're going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now. But when I hear the term Nazis from Dershowitz, an educated man, you were at Harvard. Yeah, yeah. How many times did you have young students in your class that virulently disagreed with you? And as long as you had debate, you see, this is what's missing. We're not having debate. It's screaming and yelling, no discussion. I went to Concordia College years ago where they just had a near riot where the Palestinian supporters were like beating up on the Jewish kids there. And I talked to a group of Jewish kids who were being uh, uh, bullied at that time. And I brought in some of the Palestinians because I knew I could keep them in order. And I I thought I did a relatively good job. They actually had a discussion. Now, when they left, did they agree? Were they holding? No, they just... But they at least they had a little better then, understanding of one when another. When I, I went to school at Plattsburgh State University, a conservative part of New York State, very Hell conservative yes. up there. Did so you go with your gun every day? I was in, no, but I was in student government, and I, I had some control over the speakers that we had come in, and I brought Abby Hoffman in, right? How come you didn't bring me in with <laughs> Timothy Leary? I we spoke there, you know, I know, both of us. I know. But, you know, the thing is, and... No one on campus was that upset, but like in the community where it's also Republicans, oh, some of them and everything else, you? you know, steal this book. He's advocating for steal, whatever. Long story short, I became the somewhat moderate or low left force in politics and thinking and everything else, in part because I was exposed to all up there in, in Plattsburgh was nothing like I experienced in liberal New York. I, I cut kids a lot of slack. All right, and I said this at the very the beginning. I said people have a right to be very, very wrong at this time. And what the mistake that the Dershowitz of the world is, they say, all right, well, I don't have Hamas in front of me that I can yell at, but I've got these kids who are supporting what Hamas is doing. I'll yell at them, and I'll treat them as if they – let's remember what's at stake. And wait, the other thing. The, there's one boogeyman in the whole world that's responsible for this. He's not the richest man. But listening to W. Soros, Soros is behind this, Soros, Soros, Soros. Uh, to me, there are way more billionaires on the right. If they were to pool their resources, they could knock Soros right out of the box. Yeah. Stop with this boogeyman. One guy is trying to dominate and take over the world. It's sort of like we need to have the face of an enemy. It's not just right. sorrows. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what we do in political campaigns, and we we need you need the boogeyman. We need to set up the straw man that we can burn him down. Like we that that is necessary. I think that the, now that doesn't change the fact that we on the left have a problem on Israel with our kids. The young people today don't have any sense of the history. They don't have any sense of the geography. They're just chanting. They they look at the Palestinians and say, "Oh, that guy's got a a, a, a red khalifa on whatever it is. I, that's my guy. It's cool. It's cool. And I can hide my face so that my you parents know, back home don't see who I am. Yeah, river to the sea has a nice ring to it. But this has been going on for a while now. There's not a new phenomenon. And, and let me add the other thing. This becomes a social event afterwards. Do you think everybody just goes home? They socialize. They hook up. 
All of a sudden, they're at a bar. They're at a gin mill. So you protest by day. You go to yeah. bars and gin mills at night. It becomes a, it's what Black Lives Matter we became had a, we in had, the summer of 2020 when we kids po- couldn't do anything. We had a population boom around all the peace rallies in the 1960s. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so slow down. Many of the leaders of the peace rallies, the anti-war rallies, are now the CEOs, the CFOs, the COOs of the Fortune 500 companies throughout the world, the uber capitalists, who back then would have burnt money in the streets. Relax. It's part of the maturation process. Let's educate the young people. But once you start calling them Nazis, you ain't ever going to reel them back in. Now, do you think these young people, to the extent that they're voters, you think for this reason they stay home? Vote for Trump, or they eventually kind of come to their senses. No, if you depend on these young people to vote, you're wasting the monies that you raise uh, on the Democratic side. They're they're not the voters. But young people, because of because of choice, they had been a force in like the Wisconsin legislative races and things like that. I mean, there is a fissure that's going on right now. I agree, but not nationally. It's still fifty-five plus. And it's the independent voters. You know, the last 11 days of a campaign, they broke for Trump against Hillary. They broke for Biden against Trump. Yeah. As, as much as the Trump but young, said, no, young, no, 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 But no. the younger voters, and there's more of them, you know, demographically now they're, they're a growing population. The younger voters, to the extent that they go from a 16% turnout to a 21% turnout, or they decide to stay home because we think everyone's— Absolutely. Could it could be there? I I think I think the Democrats do have a problem with their left on Israel, and we have, we see it in Congress. It's not a lot of people, but it is a voice that is that is getting. And and apropos of what you said earlier, they're raising boatloads of money, being uh, basically anti-Israel, anti-Zionist yeah. in yeah. some cases. And anti-Semitic. it ain't all just Soros. Yeah, I know we want to make it seem like Soros has an endless supply of money, and he funds everything bad in the world. But there are other people yeah. who do that too. We need the boogeyman, George Soros. 